Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Messy Walk Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we are so excited. We uh, have made it through four episodes. Four episodes. So far. And a uh, whole month's worth of content. So we're, we're rolling out every Wednesday. So we've hit all four episodes. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. We're really excited. We've been able to see um, some of our fan base, which, you know, four of y'all, it's pretty easy to. Yeah, yeah. You know, so down. we were just thrilled about the four people that were listening. Um, and plus two that we paid to listen in another country. But other than that, I'm just joking. But we were we were happy about the four that we had listening. And then um, I was in Food Line, and it's amazing what you can learn in Food Line. And so I was in Food Line one day recently, and uh, this lady I was talking to said, hey, uh, you've got five now. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I started looking in my cart thinking I'd picked up five or something. And she was like, no, you've got five listeners um, I'm listening to, so which is pretty cool. So we know that there is one, two, three, four five of you yep and so we're excited about that and so we got at least one person that is not our family yeah uh, that's great <laughs> so we're thankful that you're listening to whatever it is we're trying to do here we do not know what we're doing and so i not love to i love to be able to come back to that thought always um even in in church world is uh we really don't know what we're doing right? no at all not so at all we're trying to figure it out and plus the computer was crashing like 400 times before this so yes we don't so know what we're doing. The fact we're that trying. this is even, you're hearing this means it, it worked and we actually figured it out, <laughs> so, right. which is awesome. That's, so, a, that's, that's the an win. accomplishment for That's us. the win. So our wins so far on episode five are there's five people listening and it's actually working right now. Yeah. So we'll take that. Yeah, exactly. We'll take it. Um, uh, the first four episodes, we kind of, it was a lot of narrative based, a lot yeah, of story lot based. Of story. Um, so we're going to be getting into uh, this idea of regret and discipline kind Mm -hmm. of at odds with each other um and how do we how do we deal with regrets um you know how should we look at regrets and how can we choose discipline over regret yeah um instead of just living in regret super important to uh the christian walk um super important to how we grow forward how we go forward um and all kind of comes back to you know there's there's going to be regrets and there's going to be and hopefully you're replacing those future regrets with disciplines now that keep future regrets from actually happening. Um, but it's super important. Yeah, up until now, we, we spent the last four weeks. So if you missed it, go back and check a look at it. Um, or not a look at it. You can't really look at it. You can listen to it. Go back and listen to We basically just kind of started off with my story, which included, you know, coming to Jesus and um, uh, being a young Christian that, that type of messy walk there and then into the call to ministry and then to planting a church, us planting union and kind of leading through that story. So it was a bunch of narrative, but now I think we can kind of start getting into some more topical stuff. And I think that kicking off with regret and discipline is a good place to start because let's face it, everybody in the podcast, Graham, is going to have regrets. For everybody. Sure. And then everybody's oh, yeah. going to want to be disciplined in some area of their life that they are not currently everybody and if there's someone listening who's like i don't have regrets 
then we're okay losing you as a follower because you're lying. And so <laughs> you're not telling the truth. And if there's someone listening going, I don't want any discipline in my life at all, then um, we, we need you to keep listening because we need to wake Please you listen. up because you're in some sort of weird uh, yeah. other uh, reality state. Please choose the in. discipline of bearing through this. <laughs> yeah, listen through this, right? Because you need help. So um, everybody can you know everybody can relate to it. And I think yeah. that for me, what I'm trying to do with the podcast is – um, just trying to share even more honesty and vulnerability. Um, so talking through some of those regrets um, hopefully will help you be able to, you know, see the pain of those regrets and then it lead to um, choosing some discipline in those areas instead so that you don't have the same regrets later. Yeah, I guess that's my first question for you is, um, and what are your some of your biggest regrets? Not, I mean, I would want to say with ministry as well, but even on a personal level, yeah, I, um, there's there's a lot, obviously. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I think that as we kind of get started on this, you, you've got to know that there's pain that's going to happen in our lives. And so what, what I was talking through in those first four episodes was a lot of pain. Um, oh, yeah. And, and some of that pain that happens in your life is, you know, you don't cause it. You don't have a choice in it. It's just going to happen, and you're going to have to deal with it. But then there's a lot of pain that comes, and I think most of the pain that comes in our life is coming from the choices that we make. We have it, you know, we we choose, and so it all comes down to this kind of regret thing. And so you can actually choose um, what type of pain you're going to have in certain areas. And so you can choose to have this pain of regret, or you can choose to have the pain of discipline. Both of them are painful. Um, both of them are hard. You know, when you're going through, when you're disciplining yourself in something, it is hard to do, and there's pain included in it. For sure. Um, but but there's a lot of pain and regret. And the pain of discipline tends to be temporary. The pain of regret seems to really last a long time. And so for me, there's so many um, regrets. Um, and, and, you know, and I, I can't, like I was going to say, regrets in personal life and regret in ministry. That's a false dichotomy. Hmm. There, as a Christian, there is no delineation between personal life and ministry. You know, hmm. there is none. And when we start believing that lie that there's – a separate personal life and a separate ministry life. There's separate appropriateness, appropriateness. But when we start believing that lie, we create this weird space that's going to get us into trouble. We mm. create an on-stage person, you know, an on, an in-ministry person, and we create a backstage or off-ministry person. Those people have to be the same person. Mm. And if they're not the same person, it's going to lead to even bigger things. That That's one of the larger regrets that I have as when being a young man and a young Christian because I've always been in Christian leadership basically since I was an adult, right? You know, since I became an adult. Up until Union Church, one of the biggest regrets I had um, in general was um, feeling like I needed to be one person in ministry and one person outside of ministry. And that was a that was really hard. Um, and I regret doing that because it creates this space where who are you really being authentic with if that's the case, right? Hmm. N- neither one because neither one's real true. So we got to get rid of that idea that as a Christian, we're Christian appropriate here and then we're not here. Or there's personal life and then there's, you know, ministry life. And even if you're not in full-time ministry, even if it's just every Christian's called to be a ministry, Yeah, every Christian. And so we got to get rid of that idea that there's two pieces. But as far as regrets go, um, you know, just thinking off the top of my head and 
by the way, that's our strategy to doing this podcast is thinking yeah. off the top of our heads. If you guys were <laughs> wanting to like steal any ideas from us, it's just that. <laughs> it's, it's the only idea we got. Um, <laughs> we're rolling. We just got to roll with it and talk. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, one of the biggest regrets that I have, and I continue to battle this with the discipline part. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk about that next week. Yeah. Um, is not asking for help. Um, not seeking relationships that are for my betterment um, and not necessarily just looking at it for someone else's betterment or for the betterment of the church. Um, It's not asking for help. It's going too long um, or waiting too late to ask for help. It's pretending like you know everything or pretending like you got it all together. I mean, I regret so many instances of doing that. And we talked about one of those. Um, I think it was the last episode. It might have been before. of you know me walking through that really dark period of pain that I'd caused myself and it's because I didn't ask for help I mean I wouldn't even ask my wife for help you know and she's my wife and so that's a big one for me um Mm. it's a struggle and I have a lot of regret looking back on my life on times where I was like why didn't I just say I was struggling why didn't I just say I didn't know right I didn't know how to do this why didn't I just say I was drowning during this season you Mm. know what what is what is what is there in me what sinfulness is in me that does not allow me the that doesn't allow me the ability to wave the white flag every now and then, you know, and to be like, I, I surrender. I can't. I can't handle this. I can't do this. You know, I need help, right? Um, and I, you know, it comes back to pride. I think, right? I mean, that's that's the big root of all all of it for me is I don't want anybody to know that I can't do it or I'm not perfect or that I'm struggling. Yeah. Um, but I regret that a lot. I regret. Um, and you interrupt anytime you want to, Graham. I regret um, having my priorities out of whack. Uh, I regret working too much um, and focusing on that so much. Um, I regret um, seasons of not seeing my family as my primary ministry and instead seeing them as sort of, and this is real honest right now, yeah. and which is which is hard because my teenage daughter listens to the podcast, so this one's tough. Um, it is the... Instead of seeing my family as my primary ministry, um, I regret that for so long I saw them as an impediment to ministry, hmm. that they were sort of a roadblock to ministry, hmm. and that's, that's tough. Um, I yeah. regret that, and I think that there's a, there's a lot of regrets in my life that boil down to, and I think this is probably the case for everybody listening, if we could kind of grab these things and be like, I regret doing this, I regret saying this, I regret not doing this, it all comes back to priorities. Um, and so I regret very specifically not prioritizing help, but not prioritizing um, my family and where work fits into that. Um, those are some big, significant regrets for me. Um, and, and I'm having to consistently combat them with some sort of discipline that keeps that from happening again. Yeah. You know, because um, that's what I was about to ask is yeah. what are the effects of when you just let regret be regret and you kind of like, like kind of a quick saying you just kind of look at your own problem and you're just like you just kind of let it overwhelm you because i've done that before I've, yeah. I've looked at my own regret and i see no hope yeah it's real and, i mean it's real easy to um forget the power of jesus that is living inside of you hmm. um that can literally overcome anything it's easy to forget it and think that well that this bad part of me is always going to be a part of me 
Um, And there's nothing that can be done about it. That's not true. I mean, if we believe Jesus got out of the grave, then we certainly believe if he can turn the grave into life, then he can turn regret into life too. Um, and we have to we have to continue to push back to that. I think that's where the core belief is coming in on it is understanding that, you know, if we believe in Jesus, then we believe that nothing is wasted. Nothing. He wastes absolutely nothing. It's all used to spur us on. It's all used for the glory of God. It's all used, um, you know, for the good of those who love Him. Right. Mm, it's yeah. all used to pull us closer to Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so like. like looking back on those regrets what we want to be able to transition to is yes i regret it but now seeing what god's done with it because i have given it over to him i wouldn't change it yeah even though it was bad for sure you know what i mean like yeah like i wouldn't change it even though it was tough like those moments that i was talking about before of not asking for help and getting myself in some big trouble um looking back on it now i wouldn't change it because it has helped make me who I am today, and it forms those disciplines. You know, yeah. I don't think you really know where you need to be disciplined in life unless you go through some things that you regret. <laughs> then you're like, oh, I'm off track, right? Yeah. So it's almost like the there, you know, the regrets tend to be um, they tend to be like the the things on the side of the road. You know, those metal things on the side of the road that keep you from running into the ditch. Yeah, you know, the guardrails for sure. They tend those. to be that if you allow God to turn them into it. Yeah, they tend to be no, no, no. Remember, remember yeah. where, remember where that path goes. Yeah, right. That's what those regrets kind of turn into. Is they turn into those guardrails, and so you, you know, you don't want to. The guardrails are there to keep you going off side of the road, but you don't want to bump into them either. I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it's not a good thing to bump into them. I drove past a guardrail this morning on the way yeah. on the way in that was fine yesterday, and then when I drove by it today, it was destroyed. And I was like, well, the guardrail worked because it kept somebody from going in the ditch. However, it still didn't end up good. And so we want to be able to kind of keep it within the lines, and the regrets sort of help us form that. Um, Like you don't know that there's a need for discipline in a certain area of your life unless there's some regret there to begin with, right? Do you, on that note, as a a teacher, um, do you think that having that experience and experiencing that regret gives kind of, I don't want to say like more power but a bigger punch to a message that involves that one thing like listen this is why i'm telling you this i felt the regret or it gives it like a more of a realness it it gives credence to it um you know i think one of the biggest things we um that god wants us to have as christians and i really believe in this in our church uh, it's a core basic it's a it's a core it's a core belief is moral authority right you have to have moral authority you have to have, we will use the word spiritual authority too, but you have to have moral authority. In other words, you cannot tell somebody to do something that you aren't doing. You cannot teach somebody to do something that you are not doing. I don't allow anybody to do the offerings at our church talking through a giving moment who does not give right? because they don't have the moral authority to tell somebody else to do that. You know, it's just a random example. Yeah. It's the same thing with the junk you walk through. You all of a sudden get credence to be able to teach in a particular area because you've walked through it. But but just walking through something doesn't give you the credence, right? You have, to be able to, you have to be able to say, no, this is what I've seen God do with this regret in my life. This is where discipline has changed that. Then you have the moral authority to be able to say it. It's one thing to sit around and commiserate and go, I can relate to that problem because I had it too. It's another to say, I can relate to that problem. I had it too. I'm not perfect. I went through the same thing. And here's what God's done in my life for this. 
and then teach out of that, you know? Yeah. And I think that's, that's the big piece, but that's, that's any Christian can do that. Not just, yeah. you know, I, mean, I think we forget sometimes that just because we don't teach with a microphone or on platform that we aren't teaching every moment of our lives with the people that are watching us and listening to us. For and sure. so, you know, you really get some credence from that of we're going to walk through it and doing something different with it for, so for, if for sure. And it of course always makes you more relatable with people. Um, but you got to be willing to share that stuff too. Yeah. Like if we weren't willing to sit here right now and talk about the regrets. Then how's God going to use them? Even if he's brought you through them and done some different stuff with them, how's he going to use that in a way to reach somebody else? If you don't talk through it, you know, um, to me, discipline is so important because discipline is choosing what I want most instead of what I want now. All our regret typically comes from choosing what I want now instead of what I want most. Yeah. You know, and so what we end up doing regretting it later is because we've gotten those priorities out of whack. I yeah. picked what was fast and easy and comfortable at the moment instead of what I really wanted or what I really needed long-term, you know, yeah. like asking for help is, is the perfect example of that. You know, in the moment I'm going, well, what I really need is help. That's what I want most. Yeah. But I'm going to pick what I want now. And what I want now is nobody to know my problems. What I want now is just to be seen as I got it all together or, yeah. you know, and discipline is being able to kind of say, no, you know, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick what I want most instead of what I want now. God's leading us to that all the time. You know, he's leading us to see a bigger picture, to think about who we want to be. That's the whole principle of storing for yourself treasures in heaven is seeing what I want most long term, not what I want right now, you know. Um, but, you know, sticking to the regret thing, um, there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, there's so many of them. Like I, I regret not listening to God hmm. um, and even when I know it was him, and instead listening to others um, or listening to myself, but specifically not listening, you know, not when I hear, when you hear him and you know, he wants you to do this and it may not just be him telling you something. It may just be his word. Like it's obvious. His word says I should be this and not listening to him. Hmm. Um, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of times listening to other people um, it's played out in ministry like that, you know, quite a few times where I will be certain that God has said, you're going to do this. And then other people will think it's rid ridiculous <laughs> and crazy and stupid. And you'll listen to those other people. Um, and I think a lot of people deal with that. I just talked to a lady the other day who um, she felt like, you know, I, she'd been through a divorce. And so she was dating someone and she was going to do it right this time. She felt like she was hearing from God specifically and his word um, on and through some teaching that she was listening to on I'm going to date appropriately and we're not going to, we're not going to have a relationship, intimate relationship until we're married and we're going to do all this stuff. And everybody in her life was going, that's ridiculous, right? You've wow. already been there, done that. You've already screwed it up anyway. You've already been down that route. Why would you do that? And she was like, I don't want to regret this later. You know, I want to be able to say, nope, I listened to what God said instead of what other people said. Um, and that's been a big regret for me is so many times of worrying about what somebody else thinks, worrying about what people think about you instead of worrying about what God thinks about you, not listening to what God is saying and instead listening to other people and regretting that later. Because you, you, you see setbacks from that. You yeah. know, you, you see how, 
you end up looking back on it and it's like it's double regret. It's I regret listening to God and now I regret all this time that went by and what could have been happening during this time, yeah. you know? Like imagine if I would have listened and been disciplined to listen to God and not had that regret, then I wouldn't also have the regret of all this time that went by that I wasn't doing what he said to do in the first place. You know, it just kind of compounds. So, you Would you say this whole process is very much dependent on honesty? It sounds like, because uh, just listening to it, like just thinking through a lot of thoughts, I wouldn't regret something unless I knew I'd screwed up. True. Or I wouldn't, you know, regret it if I'd never admitted I need help or yeah. I've made a mistake. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think about my own, some problems I've had and not admitting to it. There's no regret. There's no, there's, there's nothing that's going to change because I'm like, there is no problem. So what is there? For sure. There's no discipline to be added to this. Right. Right. I see that happening. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And I think, I really do think that this is the premise of our podcast. I really do think that honesty is the key. Yeah. To authentic faith, to authentic relationships, sure. to authentic relation with God, to growth and all this. It is honesty. And you have to be honest with yourself. But you also then, that has to transition to being honest with other people and honest with God, you know. Yeah. It's the key to all of it. Um, because if you're not willing to admit that there's a problem, right, then where do you go from there? But I think most of us know. I think that the Holy Spirit is at work all the time. Yep. And in the life of a believer, there's a guarantee that the Holy Spirit is working inside of you. So if you guys are listening right now, you need to understand something as a believer. If you're a believer in Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, and when I say follow Jesus Christ, I don't mean you're somebody who's gone to church your whole life. I mean he is your, your Lord and Savior, and his Lordship is evident because you're doing what he tells you to do. If you are a Christian, then the seal that you've been saved is the Holy Spirit deposited inside of you. You no longer have a conscience. You have a Holy Spirit. Mm. You, you don't got a conscience no more. Stop using that word. You ain't got one. And then for those that do not believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is still working all around them to pull them to Christ. And so he makes evident what, in our souls, evident to us when things shouldn't be the way they are. He starts to make evident to us the ways in which we need to go honest, honestly go, there is a problem, right? This is not good. And I think that that's happening all the time. Of course, there's some blind spots in us where we don't see those things for a while, right? But they're there, and he's pointing it out to us constantly, all of us. So honesty has to be key. Um, hmm. That's what we'll, we will probably talk about that every single episode, every single thing we do on this podcast. <laughs> that's what it's going to come back to. Yeah. Know? What would you say to someone that says, well, Adam, you know, I keep doing this and I keep feeling regret for it. Like, but I am working hard to be disciplined in this area. But how do I, how do I balance the regret and let it become discipline? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like continual mistake. Yeah. The, when you find yourself in these habitual, we all have them. So let's, let's make sure we got that straight to begin with. So this is not coming from some person right now who's gotten it all together. Um, the moral authority right now is coming from somebody who says the exact same struggles and is trying to seek God in it. Um, we all have things that we're um, what we would call perpetual sin or things that we're continuing to do all the time. Um, and what we've got to realize is as Christ followers, um, being a disciple 
the root word of disciple, the the Greek root word that gives you the word disciple is the in the New Testament is the exact same Greek root word that gives you the word discipline. Hmm. And so as disciples, by name and nature and calling, we are disciplined. And so what we've got to be disciplined to doing in that is we are as as Christ followers, we're leaning into the power of Jesus more and more and more as a discipline. And then that's causing us to take action steps. So disciples, by definition, take action steps because we're disciplined by definition. And so we cannot forget, though, the power of Jesus, right? That's the, that's the game changer. You know, there's tons of books you can go read to say, here's five steps to being the best you this year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's all kinds of practical advice on how to do that. But as a Christ follower, you've got to lean into the power of Jesus in those areas. Yeah. And you're going to struggle. You're going to fail at it. But you've got you've to continue to go back to, no, I am a disciple, therefore I am disciplined. And so I may have been disciplined for two days and failed, but I'm going to pick myself back up and I'm going to try again and I'm going to jump back on it. And that's where the grace of Jesus comes in, right? I mean, that's yeah. where, you know, that the power of Jesus in our hearts gives us the ability to be able to conquer these things. Like we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. The, the power does, but the grace gives us the ability to wake up every morning and go, I can't walk around in regret. He's given me another fresh day, another fresh opportunity, and i got to step into that. You know, yeah. I, I've got to walk into that. It's the power that we can actually overcome it, but then the grace gives us the ability to, to continue to lean into that when we fail because we're going to yeah. fail. You know, we're going to fail a lot all the time, right? I mean, it's – We've got to be um, open and honest with our failures. We've got to be also open and honest with the fact that we're going to fail all the time. Um, and I don't know if this has anything to do with your conversation that we're going on right now, but I'll just say it anyway because I can because it's a podcast. Thank and you. our system says we just say what we're going to say. One of the things I regret uh, greatly that I learned from a mentor of mine. Um, so, you know, I, I brought up the fact that I regretted one of my big regrets in life is this not asking for help thing. Yeah. And in the moments of my life where I've said, no, I'm going to do some, I'm going to, I'm going to create some disciplines here that are going to force me to do that. One of those was several years ago, I reached out to someone and asked them to be my mentor that I had written down on a piece of paper to ask them to be my mentor eight years before that moment. Right. Really? So, of just not doing it. Yeah. The church was, um, wow. And the church was two years old, two and a half years old. And we had hit, I'd hit my lid. I didn't know what else to do. Right, I mean, we were it was growing, we were moving and shaking and all that kind of stuff, but I didn't know what I was doing anymore. Yeah, and I was like, I need help. My wife looks at me and goes, "You need help. You need a mentor. You need a leader, and you need someone. You need a coach. You need someone that can pour into you." And I'm like, "Yes, I do." And so I go back to this notebook that I'd had. I like to keep little notebooks and stuff, and I go back to this notebook, and I had written down. My mentor, my coach's name down eight years before this. I'd written his name down, and I'd written down his name, and I'd have said, when you need help, call this guy. His name is Sean Lovejoy. Um, he now, he was a pastor. He now coaches pastors. Um, and I was one of the first ones that he was coaching uh, back in the day. But I had written down, when you need help. And so I saw that, and I was like, I got to jump on this. Um, but it took eight years, you know. Hmm. And finally, I reached out to him. And so through that process, you know, that was the initial discipline of you got to reach out for help. And one of the things he taught me was that balance is a myth. You know, going back to that regret of working too much and not having priorities right, 
Balance is a myth. You know, you hear it in the world around us that everybody's got to strive for balance. You want to be balanced in what you do. Balance is a myth. Balance means that everything is operating at the exact same pace and priority level all the time, that you're constantly making those things equal. It's a myth. What we're striving for is rhythm. And rhythm is different. If you look at rhythm, there are high points and there are low points, but it's in a rhythm. There's no elongated period of high points and no elongated period of low points. There's intentionality in that, in that rhythm. And it's being able to look at, instead of going, I need to balance out um, work and family and ministry perfectly all the time, of going, nope, that's not the way it works as a human being. That's not the way it works on this earth. There's going to be times and moments where, where ministry is going to be um, take more energy and effort. But there's a back season of that where ministry is going to take less and family is going to take that priority. And you've got to be able to see those seasons and be prepared for them and go into them. And so, like, we started going into an Easter season or something where we know we'll be busy, intentionally planning family time and things like that together on the back end when we knew it wouldn't be or prior to it going into, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there was just this, there's this idea of balance and rhythm. I think that that applies across the board. I was sitting here talking about it on a practicality standpoint of, you know, living life and balancing our priorities. But I think it applies all the way through that there has to be a rhythm in the life of the disciple on how we go about handling our failures and successes, our our, our sins and our wins is what I like to call them, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, because y- you, you know, you've got this rhythm there that you have to be able to pay attention to with those. And so when you come out of a season of regret, you've got to be able to go, no, the rhythm of the disciple works where if I'll pay attention, I'll walk out of the season of regret. The regret will then drive the discipline. And then I will. Well, I won't have that same regret in my life anymore. It turns it into more of a testimony, into a more of a story of God's power and might. But then, as I'm disciplined in that, I'll end up causing regret in some other area. And there's just a rhythm to it that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I felt that. I feel like when I try to do balance, I'm trying to balance everything. It's like I have multiple boxes, and it's towering, and it's always shaking. But I'm never really moving. I'm just trying to balance it. I'm never moving in life. The two things that he taught me the most were that. Yeah. Um, that I go back to constantly, this balance and rhythm. And then the other one was um, that it was okay for me to not separate, that it was actually biblical not to separate um, personal from professional, Hmm. that it was okay that they should blend. And one of the things that I was struggling with at the time, this doesn't really have anything to do with this, but I was struggling hardcore with um, I needed to do a personal, private Bible study just for me. And anything that was said or read or God spoke to me, that couldn't be in my preaching notes because that was personal, private Bible study time. And then I had to set up a secondary Bible study time to study and see what I needed to preach and teach and lead for others. Hmm. And it was killing me, you know, because I was putting God in a box. Speak to me right now about this, but don't speak to me right here about this. And he, when does yeah. he ever do that, right? Yeah. And uh, and he was like, this is crazy. You're killing yourself here. This is, makes no sense. Um, why would you separate these? You know, is he your Savior uh, at work, and is he your Savior at home? Then he's your Savior, right? If he Is he your Lord there? Then he's your Lord here. Yeah. And don't put him in a box. He's going to speak through all those moments. Um, and so I started stopped doing that. And so instead I did a, a specific, set-alone time for God, you know, like I do now, um, which I think every Christian should do, right? 
as you've got some time set aside that's intentionally focused on the Lord, his word, and prayer. And instead of doing two different times, I did one with two different notebooks. And so if I felt like God was saying something to just me personally that wasn't necessarily for public consumption at that moment, it rolled down in the personal notebook. But then what I noticed is they were they were going back and forth. It was constantly like, this is a personal one, and here's where you're working on this, I'm working on this, and you need to start teaching through this. You know, and mm. um, it, you could just feel that rhythm there with it. And those you, were the two Would you things. say they started blending? Absolutely. You know, for sure. And, and I, what's funny is, is they were always blending. I just wasn't allowing them to. Mm. And I think that's the thing with regret and discipline. They're always blending if you'll allow them to. You can sit here and stare at a bunch of regret over and over again, or you can let it blend into... I'm going to do something different in this area. I'm going to be disciplined here. You know, they, they have to blend together. Yeah. Um, they, one doesn't exist without the other, like you were saying in the beginning. Um, if you don't have any regrets or you don't think you're doing anything wrong or you can't be honest about that, then what is there need to change to be disciplined about to begin with? Mm-hmm. You, know, and, yeah. you know, and then if you are disciplined about a one particular thing, there's going to be other things because you are a fallible Christian who is still being perfected in Jesus you know you're 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 being sanctified right and so there there has to be a rhythm to all those things those are the two main things um that I have held on to the years that that really changed my life from asking for help right from being disciplined enough just to ask for help that's cool in that area so yeah wow that's awesome pretty cool from a small little regret to a lot of discipline yeah yeah and then and then of course even now though there still needs to be way more discipline in that yeah. same area of asking for help, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like, you know, the minute you think that you have arrived, you will never arrive. Hmm. The minute you realize you'll never arrive, you have arrived. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. No, that's a good one. Yeah. I actually do. I have to go back and listen to our podcast sometime because I've, I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget what we, what we say. Yeah, it's so I might weird. Have to go back and listen to this because I feel like there's some good nuggets. There's, it's weird to listen to yourself. It is weird. Um, but it is, it's the same thing. With, you know, I, had to, I had to tell myself this too because it's really weird for me to listen to myself. So, um, uh, one, you don't like the way you sound. Anybody mm-hmm. ever notice that? You're listening right now and you're thinking to yourself, every time I hear myself recorded, I don't sound like I think I sound. Well, well I don't feel lot. like I do that either, right? Yeah. Like, do I really sound that redneck? <laughs> you know, is my accent that heavy? And everybody around you is like, sound, I sound fat. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did I eat? Um, but that's the same thing as going over uh, notes in a diary. You know, it's just you're just not listening to yourself. You've yeah, got to review. True. You've got to review what God is saying to you um, repeatedly because I think he's basically saying the same stuff to us over and over again, you know? And so we've got to be able to go back and go, oh, no, he was leading me here, same thing he's leading to now and mm-hmm. same thing he's leading me to in the future. And you got to be able to go back sometimes and listen to um, what he's done in the past. That's why I like something like journaling or whatever, just some way to kind of capture what God's speaking in those moments is really important. Um, and then the same thing with, hey, look, my phone just made a noise. Um, <laughs> as an error for this podcast. Um, the, the same thing with, you know, same thing with prayer requests and stuff like that. Like, yeah. you got to be able to go back and see, oh, man, I was praying for this, and God's done that. You know, yeah. that's a big part, too. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah. 
Well, thank you guys for listening to uh, episode five, which is so crazy that we can even say that now. Yeah, it's awesome. Of the Nessie Walk podcast. Uh, in episode six, we're going to be continuing this idea of regret and discipline, but uh, seems like we're going to be leaning more toward the discipline part. Yeah, on I think so. This next coming episode. So make sure to tune I'm in. I'm sure we'll that. end up talking about some regret stuff that for leads sure. to that, but I think we can talk through in the on the future episode, the next one, a little bit more into. Um, how to be disciplined yeah. and air, and how to kind of process through where what do I do with this when I realize that there's a regret how do I transition that into discipline exactly yeah, that's where we need to be with it for sure well guys we uh thank you thank you girls so and much gals yep. for listening in and we'll see all y'all five all. of you <laughs> thanks mom see y'all Thanks for joining us on the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a great week.